Hi everyone, this is Jordana from Drink It In underscore Jordana here with season eight, the miracle season. I'm so excited for you to hear each episode where I interview so many fascinating people with miraculous stories, big and small. Don't forget to share, comment below and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. This is Jordana from Drink It In underscore Jordana, and I am here with season eight. I'm a little shaky right now because I have a guest on my podcast. This is somebody I have been following on Instagram for some time. I got to (laughs) breathe. So she is a dancer. And you're, you're probably wondering, like, Jordana, this is season eight. This is your miracle season. Why would you have a dancer on? What's going on? So it happens to be just alone, the connection. And the way I got her onto this podcast is kind of a miracle. I was just sharing with her that I always followed her. And I saw this one account liked her stuff. And this one account was connected to my account. And I'm like, ooh. And I started DMing this account. And I really enjoyed this other account, account B, let's say, pictures and everything. We started a conversation. Ends up, I've been connecting with my guest's mom this whole time. And I didn't even realize. And so that's how we made this connection. So without further ado, I have Erica Klein, the most amazing dancer. Before you even talk, Erica, let me just explain to everybody about dancing a little bit, because I I come from dancing. There's dancing and then there's dancing. I'm sure Erica could agree with you that, you know, we've got TikTok dancing. Like my daughter always calls it TikTok dancers. They're not real. I mean, sorry, the dancers, but Erica is a real dancer in the sense of when you watch somebody dance and you could feel the music through their expression and body movements, that to me is dancing. And that's Erica Klein. So Erica, please introduce yourself. Oh, hi. Thanks so much for having me. Um, Yeah, my name is Erica Klein, um, 24, and I'm currently living in Los Angeles, uh, originally from Northern California, Monterey. Uh, And yeah, here in LA, I am a professional dancer, choreographer, influencer, instructor, kind of all things dance, um, but very spread out within the dance world. Uh, Yeah, been here for about like five years now so wow how'd you first start getting into dancing like how old were you oh that's a good question um you know my mom raised me on musicals she loved musical theater and we'd always rent musicals from like on on a videotape from the library so it was always a part of my childhood and part of my household uh but I didn't actually start taking lessons formally until I was 10 uh and I I have to say the thing that like really sealed the deal for me was watching the Lion King musical uh in San Francisco and uh, you know that's like modern dance which is pretty similar to what I do I'm mostly primarily a contemporary dancer and I just remember being so inspired by the Lion King musical soundtrack and the dance numbers um and that really was just like okay it's time. I need to be in dance classes ASAP. So that was about like 10 or 11 years old. Wow. Wow. You know, so funny you said that I, I had shared that I'm, I love dancing and all my kids love dancing. And I had this one aunt that always for our birthdays, she would take us to Broadway shows. And when she saw as I matured and how much I love dancing, instead of taking me to a Broadway show for my birthday, she always took me to the Alvin Ailey dance troupe. Mm-hmm cool yeah oh my gosh and I could watch and I could sit there and I could just watch those movements 
all day long. It just, it just talks to my soul. Uh, that's really yeah. what it is. My, my parents used to say that I danced before I walked. Um, and I definitely get that because I have six kids, Erica, and, and each one you put on that music. And I used to, even when I should push the stroller and there's music coming from a car, my kids were like bopping and you know, moving. <laughs> and it's like, you just know it's, when it's in you, it's in you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. <laughs> so when did it turn professional for you? Oh, that's a good question also. Um, so I, I would say shortly after I started, I knew that that was my dream, but I was very like realistic about it. Like I wasn't sure if I was good enough to make it. Um, so there was always like the end goal for me if, if I could. Um, it got serious, I would say, like when I was around 15, like uh, my junior and senior year in high school, um, my parents were so kind and let me be homeschooled. And they started taking me down to LA to train in the like professional dance world. Um, and so obviously that's like a pretty significant family and personal commitment to let's really try to make this thing um, a, a career and let's just, you know, give her the best chance to, to make that happen and the best training. Uh, so yeah, I would say like 15 was when I was like, let me just try my best and go all in and I don't need anything else in life. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that, that's really kind from a parent's perspective yes. that they said, yes. you know, this is your dream and we're going to help you yes. fulfill your dream. That's really, really special. Yeah. I could definitely, there's so many reasons when I reflect on my life and my trajectory, there's so many reasons why if I didn't have that early support from them and that like kind of extreme thing that they did for me, it wouldn't have worked out. Like it just is so clear in retrospect. You should know it's, it's even as a parent coming from a parent's perspective, it's beautiful. Also, not only this, they supported you because so many, I'm sure there are so many parents out there that'll be like, Erica, focus on your schooling. Erica, come on. How far are you really going to get with this? You know, hobby, you could always dance at, at parties, (laughs) you know, right. But they, it shows how much belief they had in you. Yeah. And I think it's also, they also were an interesting uh, mix because they really also at the same time didn't put any pressure on me to be excellent in dance, which is, Um, I think, reflecting back really interesting because I think they genuinely did it with the, hopefully this will help her get a career, but if it doesn't, it's all good. We're just supporting her right now because she loves dance clearly and this makes her happy. And this is like the only thing that is giving her inspiration in life, Um, which I think is really unique. I, I think if when parents make a huge family sacrifice for the kid's career, it generally also, they generally also put a big pressure on the kid to be amazing. And I don't remember any of that pressure, which is really bizarre to me, but I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> so I think, I think that's a great point you're pointing out because parents yeah. might say to a child exactly what you said. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're, well, you're not going to do any, like your academics is on the back burner. So you better be good at this. right? <laughs> yeah. And it really wasn't like that. It was crazy. Wow. wow. Um, Wow, that's so yeah. nice. And you said that they saw that this inspired you. And, and yeah. I, that's so beautiful. What what great examples in that area that your parents really demonstrated. Yeah. Seeing, seeing what inspires your child, what brings them true joy and, and let's help them facilitate that. So, you know, 
we started off talking about how I came to you was like in a miraculous way. And I told you mm-hmm. that the season is all about miracles. Just yeah. like I'm sitting here talking to you, I think is a miracle. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a little, uh, but uh, it's a little starstruck here. So oh. I'll breathe again. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, oh, I just have to say this before I even ask the miracle question. There's this, I have to share with you my favorite video of yours. Can I tell oh. you what it is? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Two, two favorite videos. Favorite video number one is when I th- I'm assuming it was an advertisement for a house that you did. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how many times I watched that. Oh, oh my gosh, that's crazy. That was really one of the coolest jobs I've ever done. Right? They were like, oh. we just have this really cool house that we need to sell, and we're putting some of the marketing budget towards having you make this dance video. And so I just like arrived on, a, I'm calling it set, but it's just the house. And on the spot, I was like, chore- like the day of the shoot, just like 30 minutes before we would do the take, I would choreograph, okay, like how can I incorporate like the elements of this house in my dance? And then I would rehearse it for like five minutes and then we'd shoot it and it was so chaotic, but like really fun. and. I hope that I get to do more like, or I, I think it's cool that they integrated dance into their marketing strategy. I haven't really seen that a lot before from in other scenarios. And yeah, thank you. I, I really enjoyed that job. Oh, oh my gosh. First of all, it was genius on their part because from a real estate point of view, what you did was you used the space. So instead of just showing a home, um, you know, and you can have a virtual tour, but you utilizing the space gives it a totally different view. So that was awesome. Then for the viewers who don't know this video, I could just describe what it was is also besides her movement, which is all lyrical and so beautiful. It froze, like there was a frozen picture of you and then you moved into that spot, then picked it up again. I mean, the whole thing was just genius, just genius. So like really all respects to you, Erica. I mean, oh my gosh, and you choreographed it. It was the whole thing was, pure genius. And I really, if people are listening, definitely hire again for an advertiser. Because I mean, my gosh. I'm down. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It was just, it was just unbelievable. Oh, and I thank think, you. You're welcome. Then there was a music video that you did. Oh my gosh. I don't even know the name of the song. Um, I was, cause I was showing my daughter this morning. I said, look who I'm interviewing. She was, wait a second. I think she's in that music video, this music video that I'm obsessed with. Um, it's like, oh, now I'm going to, I'm going to look it up on my phone because I'm going crazy now trying to find it. What is the like visual of like what is the costume? By the door, by the door. Here it is. In the world, if the world was ending. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Fun. Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, see that that's what I appreciate. Yeah. I'm appreciating the theater aspect. Yeah. Of the dance. You know, like I said, there are many people that could do moves, but not many dancers can move you or move me or move the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. You move the audience. Okay, so now that I just, again, spoke about you nonstop and everything I love, let's talk about miracles. When you hear the word miracle, what do you think about, Erica? What do you think about? Um, I think my my first association is something really grand and just otherworldly and insane. Um, But I think that I would like to try to retrain my brain to think about it in a much smaller, more mundane sense, because there are so many miracles in my life 
so many miracles every second. And I'm lately, I've been trying to like feel gratitude and like write down things that I'm grateful for. And as I've been incorporating that practice into my life very recently, um, I'm trying to understand that miracles happen in such a smaller way. And the word doesn't have to define, it doesn't have to be something so large. Right. Does that be so grand? Could you give us a few examples of what you do now that you're doing this gratitude, something that really you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's hear. Totally. This is one really specific example, just because I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've read the book, Little Women, or if you've seen any of the movies, but I've been on like a really, I've been really into the Greta Gerwig new Little Women movie that came out and I've been watching it a lot. And besides there's, there's many things I love about it, but one of the things I really love about it is um, just witnessing how difficult it was to be a woman in a different time and also pursue your art. And you know, like all the four sisters have their different um, art forms that they love and they all have struggles to pursue their art within the context of that time period and the context of the expectations that they have on themselves for being women. And every time I watch that movie or read the book, I am just like, what a miracle it is to be alive in this time right now where I have the power and ability an opportunity to do what I love and pursue my art every single day as a female, because that's just something you take for granted so much. Right. And I, I love watching that movie because it always brings me back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's very, one very specific example that's been on my brain lately because of that piece of media. But, but yeah, yeah I, I love how you said that uh, when you started this, just recently you started this gratitude list and then through mm-hmm doing the gratitude list, it helps you see more gra- things to be grateful for. Yeah. People don't realize, you know, it's like you say good, see good, see good, say good, you know, like everything yeah. is interconnected. You know, I was talking to you about that, this trip uh, earlier that I went on, like the birthright for moms. We have mm-hmm. this thing called HP. HP stands for higher power moments. And mm-hmm. we try to be more mindful. And we talk to the women like, oh my gosh, th- I can't believe this happened. It's like an HP moment. It's like a higher power moment. Yeah. And then as the trip moves on, these women start saying, hey, Jordana, HP, HP. Cute. But they're very cute. But of course, and they yeah. say, but we're not going to share it on the bus. We're just sharing it with you. <laughs> HP, HP. You know, so, but, it's like, but it's really nice to be so mindful. Yes of things that are around us and how things are happening. Are there any other, like, do you have any grand miraculous things? Like, let's say about landing a certain job ever or? Um, I mean, many, many, many things. Uh, I think lately I was thinking about with the pandemic and everything, I was thinking about uh, the timing of me making the choice to drop out of college and how like, all the timing was kind of just a miracle because I was like kind of thinking back and I was like, if I had not dropped out of college to pursue dance at the time that I did, um, I would have just have been getting out of college like just a couple months before the pandemic hit, which would not been enough time to establish my career here in LA. And that means that I probably would not have been able, like it wouldn't have been able to have a dance career at all because people that like 
didn't really kind of set up their career in and uh, connections in this dance world had a really, really hard time making it happen because everything has been so shut down and closed off. So that I guess that's like one more random thing that I yes. was thinking about um, that just could have been so life altering if I didn't make the leap to uh, stop going to college, which was a big deal at the time. Um, so yeah, I think that's just one more thing that feels crazy to me that I could have not have had my whole life and career and everything if I made a different choice. Right. Isn't that crazy how one choice yeah. can determine so much and, and you made that decision based on the information you had. Can you, mm-hmm. and now you're looking back because it would have been a very easy decision to make if you knew, oh, a pandemic's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, totally, like, totally. It's, it's like, I think this yeah. world we live in is such it's in such an uncontrolled environment with some, with control. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's, we make those decisions, but yet we're making it without having any sense of control. Mm-hmm. We're in control to make in an uncontrolled world. It's just, it's just, it could, it could drive you a little bit crazy if you think yeah. too much. It's I mean, crazy. Sometimes. 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 so what, yeah. so what is it like your daily routine? Like oh, yeah, what do you do on a daily basis? Like, so different every day. Okay. It is, and I find myself really craving and anything constant because my life not only is so different every day, but it's always extremely um, last minute and unpredictable. Wow. Uh, so I, I strive to have my like morning routines where I just, you know, do all the basic human things like my gratitude list in the morning, right. manifestation stuff. Oh, I'm big into that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've done it before. I can do it again. It's my theory. Yes. Um, like I have a dog, so there's a lot of like dog maintenance morning routine things. Uh, um, but really every day is, is so different. Um, I, at some point like to take, either take a dance class or, um, do something just by myself that helps me train my body like physically and like keep up my technique and my skill. And then I try to do one thing that's like more on the creative side. Mm -hmm. Uh, but those two things can manifest themselves it manifests themselves in so many different ways, whether it's like an actual paid commercial dance gig or like a create, like today I'm doing like a creative shoot that's just for myself and just making some, a video that I like want and want to make for me. Um, so yeah, lots of different things. I guess there's no good answer. It's that. okay. That was great. That was great. You know, there's no, you have yeah. a certain set routine in the morning and then it goes up. How much do you have to train? Do you have to train every day? Do you have to like exercise every day? Do you have to? I am so deep into this dance career and I still have not figured out the perfect like ratio and method to go about training. I would say um, it's specific to what my goals are in this time, in the time period of my life. Uh, right now I try to train like every single day on the weekdays and then take two days off which is a very new thing for me because I never all my life would dance. I would dance every single day. I'd be trying to hit the studio for like four hours every day. I would not be able to do it and just burn out. Um, so right now I'm trying to do like five days on two days off and uh, I'll keep you updated with that. Okay. That's very smart. That's very smart. 
So if I would ask you, what would so far, because you know you're very so young, what has been a highlight of your career? Like if you go, if you just look mm -hmm. back, like I shared with you my two favorite videos. Like, <laughs> what yeah. Do you, yeah, well, what do you think has been a highlight so far for you in this career that you have, this miraculous career that has been so supportive of your parents, by your parents? Um, you know, there isn't like one job that really, really stands out. Um, there's, I mean, I, I always, I, I always feel like there's one job that kind of like, um, gave me a name in the dance world and kind of initially like, um, got me an introduction into everyone in the industry, uh, which was like a very special music video um, that I danced in for this director and choreographer, Philip Shabib. And that was like while I was still in college and he kind of just like found me on social media randomly and asked me to do this job. Um, and it was just like a little music video duet style. Uh, shot it during my first week of college and I miss all of my classes. Um, but then it blew up and it got like, I think it got up to like maybe like 70 million views on Facebook. It like really, really went off. Um, and uh, also kind of just a lot of industry people started to follow me. And that's kind of like the thing that really got me in, in there and working. So I think that one is, is a miracle that also really helped me um, and will always forever be special because it was so helpful and meaningful to me. Right. And monumental. Yeah. You know, it was interesting that you said that because, you know, in the other episodes I was talking about with different people that sometimes we look at miracles from the standpoint of God, um, mm -hmm. like, like as, as if God, it's God's banner, like his advertisement to let us know how he is in the world. Like here I yeah. am, I'm yeah. doing a wondrous thing, but sometimes Miracles, like you were mentioning earlier about this gratitude and appreciation mm -hmm. and, and really being mindful of, of, of the little things and things that are going on in our lives that are banners for ourselves. Yeah. Those are reminders. And like the, you're talking about this momentous occasion and this monumental, that's like that person believed in you. Mm -hmm. That person said, you're it. And then what I think you know, correct me if I'm wrong, what happens is for human beings, when someone believes in us and then we perform, yeah, you know, then we're like, oh, I am like, that's me. Like, like you could look at it and you're like, wow, that's me. And then we become a banner for ourselves and we become our own advertisement, mm -hmm. our self-advertisement. And then we, we, we really believe like I, this, this is me. This is what yeah. I do. You know, like, I, do, I don't know if that happens to you when you look at your own videos, like right now you said you're going to be recording your own mm -hmm. thing for yourself. Like that's for you to see who you are. And I think that's so special. Sometimes there are people in this world, they don't have that sense of who they are and they don't, they don't have, well, you, you start off with you for amazing parents that believed in you. Yeah, definitely. Right. And then you had this nice break. Someone contacted you, mm -hmm. you, but it's like always, it's, it's so special that you have those, I call them uh, kisses from God, hugs from mm -hmm. God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. That you ha have those constants in your life. Yeah. And it's so like, uh, for me, I, I know I, I follow you on Instagram. So when I look at you on Instagram, how do you feel when you look at yourself on Instagram? Oh. 
That's like, I know, I know what it's like when I see myself, when, I mean, when I see myself and I look at a video and I'm like, Ooh, I gave some, a Torah thought, or I said, yeah. something. I look at somebody else and I'm like, Hmm, I'm good. You know? Yeah. Um, this is interesting. I actually really, this is so consistently my pattern for every dance video that I make that I just, I have accepted this about myself and I know that this is how it goes. But every time I make something, I initially really, really hate it because I can't, I, I like have this vision in my head of the dance in its most ideal form at its 100%. And because I'm a flawed physical human being, I will usually get to maybe like, 80 to 90 percent of that to the of that vision but i one when i still have the vision of it at its 100 percent, i literally cringe like i hate it i can't post it i like feel awful about it um and then i have to wait a couple months sometimes even years for that version of it in my head to be completely forgotten. And then once I've forgotten what I wanted it to be, I can watch it back and be like, just see it for what it is and how amazing it is. And that process happens all the time. Um, and it, it, you, yeah, it's, it's hard. I like, I scroll back sometimes when I'm really, really tired at night and it's like, I'm watching a different person dance because I've completely forgotten about that piece and that project. And, I am so appreciative of it. And I think I'm so wonderful. And then I watch something that happened last week and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. But you know, but if you look at that, 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 that's a beautiful way to also look at life. Yeah. We have, we have certain expectations of how certain things are going to go. But if we allow ourselves to realize, like you said, you, your human body, we're flawed, we're flawed. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't, we can, we can't be perfect, but if we realize, shoot, you know, shoot for the hundred percent. That's what my mom yeah. used to say. My mom used to say when I would take tests, right? Come from a very academic family. She says, if mm. you don't aim for a hundred, how are you going to get a 90? If you aim for a 90, then for sure you're going to get an 80. Like you got to aim for the 100. So you yeah. realize that you're not always going to get the 100. So here, you know, you're, you got to aim high, but realize that it, it's not always going to happen. And I think it's so beautiful though, that when you look back after the processing, yeah, you then are appreciate. Mm -hmm. what, what you produced yes yeah you know, <laughs> yeah. You, know you, you know you're some people don't even do that you know like some people could really you know bang themselves up like oh that was you were supposed to do, you know whatever but you yeah. you really it's beautiful to have a sense of appreciation and to really see yourself and to see yourself for who you are and I think that that's really a beautiful thing I would love to yeah. you to share with our family with the audience what type of Jewish upbringing did you have? Like knowledge-wise, education, so on and so forth, traditions. What, what did you guys keep? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like reform Jewish um, upbringing. You know, uh, everyone in my family, both sides are, are very Jewish. Um, my uh, dad's side is, my dad actually went to like an Orthodox college. So he is like really, really like educated and knowledgeable um, and about Judaism formally and also in his literal daily practice every um you know day of his life uh which is a really nice resource to have too just because he was so knowledgeable like I feel like I could there were so many discussions in our household and I could always go to him as like a source of knowledge and um information on it and then same with my mom's side uh they were all raised Jewish and 
Um, we had all the traditions and holidays, especially when I was younger, um, which was really nice uh, just to have that like cultural foundation too, because I feel like like, yes, it's a great religion. Um, and I like, we go to temple for Shabbat and all the holidays and I had a bat mitzvah. Um, but I, I also, beyond it being a religion, I just love the culture of it. And I feel like Judy, like Jewish culture is like the culture that I primarily identify with as far as like my upbringing and, and like where I feel like I'm from, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I had a bat mitzvah. Oh, so cool. went to Israel for my bat mitzvah when I was 13 oh, nice. um, and then actually was able to go back again a second time when I was 19 but to teach dance so that was a cool like full circle kind of moment I really really love that my name's so Jewish because it's uh so easy for other people to be like you're a Jew like if they're Jewish then they like instantly bring it up and then it's right. it really just effortless to connect with other Jewish people um, cause we all look so different. So sometimes you can't tell without a name. <laughs> right. It is so funny that you said that. I want to talk about a, a name in a second. Um, but in, we, in my, in my circles, cause I do a lot of outreach programming, uh, for people that are not as observant or not affiliated. And we have a term it's called when you bagel another person, like when you know already that you have a feeling that they're yeah. Jewish. So you like yeah. want to bring it up because, you know, bagel seems to be like a Jewish type of food. So you, totally. so we say, oh, so you, so you say, oh, you got bageled, you know? Like, yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's like, that's a great terminology. I love that. Yeah. I yeah, love that so, as a phrase. Yeah. So it's very cute. So if you ever, you know, so now yeah. that says your name, oh, you could say, oh, you're bageling me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I grew up in a really small Jewish community, like in, in Monterey, where I'm from, it was like very, very, very few Jews. And so it was when you do meet someone who's Jewish, it's like a huge thing in common because it's so rare to just meet someone in, in my hometown who's Jewish. Um, and I sometimes kind of like uh, have just, a, a, I think it's a bigger deal than it is now that I'm in LA and there's so many Jews in LA, right. but like when I meet a Jew, I'm like, oh my God, we're family. But like, <laughs> it's, it's a little less like of a thing here. Right. Um, although I suppose in the dance world where I'm from, yes. there really, there really are not a lot of Jews in the dance world. Like mm -hmm. I, I think I could only name maybe five. <laughs> like, right. so it is, it is still that level of, um, bonding in the dance world I guess does it become challenging with your career and in in your Jewish life at all does it like or you've you've uh like has it enhanced it had you find it deterred it a little bit like anything that you could share with us yeah I definitely don't think that it's deterred it in any way at all um I think in the same way where it's it's cool like occasionally when I'll work with a Jewish choreographer I just feel so excited about that and um excited to have an opportunity to like talk about like random traditions and experiences and similarities that we have um uh that's pretty much I think like the main thing I think it's just a little harder when um your community is so small it's a little bit it takes a little more effort to like celebrate the holidays um when you don't have like such a solid and large community around you uh but yeah now do you have a jewish name i have oh yeah it's esther simcha esther simcha that is so yeah. beautiful 
You know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you know this, but we in Jewish tradition, our Jewish names are representations of our essence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that really, that really portrays who you are as a dancer. Uh-huh. I love that, Esther Simple, because, you know, Esther, first of all, is a queen. And you are, like, definitely mm. a queen when it comes to dancing, <laughs> right? And, but the, the, yeah. Simcha, the Simcha means joy. And through your dancing, and I, I've said this already on this podcast, that, yeah, you know, your dancing moves me. And so I think it, you're that you express so much emotion. And it's so cool that your name is actually an emotion. It's joy. Oh, thank you. That is, so that's a beautiful oh, thing. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Erica, this was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. The conversation was great. I so appreciate it. If somebody, let's say someone's listening to this and they want to find out more about you. I know you're, you're kind of private, I think, because you know, <laughs> just a little bit, I think, if I'm not mistaken, because I when I first was like, try to Google you, find out more information, not, not much out there, which is fine. That's great. It's a yeah. great character trait to be private. Trust me. Um, <laughs> but if somebody, let's say if somebody even wanted to pursue a life of dance or whatever it might be, if somebody just wanted to have a, some sort of conversation with you, what is the best way to always contact you? They want to hire you for another real estate house. <laughs> I guess uh, Instagram or email. Okay. My Instagram is just my name, uh, E-R-I-C-A underscore K-L-E-I-N. So, <laughs> Okay, that, that's what we will put up when we post this. Erica, thank Amazing. you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, this was great. Thank you so much. I yes. appreciate it. I appreciate it. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.